Influential podcast dedicated to the profession of pharmacy with over 80,000 listeners worldwide. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy has gone through some major changes. I entered the industry as sure as if you're a pharmacy podcast listener you've heard me say this before but 2004 i entered in community pharmacy institutional pharmacy from a technology perspective i was soaking in data week after week and looking at which is how i found the value of pharmacists how they were impacting incontinence or the uh, the hypertension or the outcomes of diabetes management or or just over overall medication management a month would go by three months would go by nine months would go by i dig into the custom reports that were coming out of these pharmacy management systems and i started noticing even though i was concentrating on the sale of software oh my gosh look at the impact that pharmacists are having and i think that it's become the front end of the industry that pharmacists are now being recognized as the true medication management experts and how organizations will be able to profit and build businesses off of that, whether that's technology, whether that's um, artificial intelligence, whether that is consultancy. Regardless, we have a major issue right now. We have a major breakdown in the 311,000 active pharmacists that are out there, there is a pocket and a bucket and a whole a whole family of them that are experiencing burnout in the big box retail chain where those chains have seen the crunch and have seen the compression of, of the prescript uh, charges and the prescription fees and how Medicaid and Medicare and private insurance and private PBMs publicly traded PBMs are paying fees and, and they're allotting medication um, management monies, but it's being compressed. This is now causing major issues with job satisfaction and career satisfaction of our community pharmacists in those retail chain settings. Dr. Bled Tanoe wrote something about four or five months ago called uh, pizza is not working. And it was basically a testimony from her perspective, working for one of the big chains and saying how staffing was a major issue. The monopolies that the PBMs have created around trying to commoditize pharmacists, and it shouldn't be commoditized because of what we know the, the value of the pharmacists are doing, and how this hashtag pizza is not working has really become an enormous following and, and it's become a campaign that's been picked up by N NBC affiliates out of Oklahoma, as well as Mr. Matt Stoller, who's a well-known writer who wrote an amazing um, blog that I'm actually going to put in our show notes. The reason why Dr. Blair Telemeyer is part of my conversation today 
is because of a vision that she had back in 2017, which now has more light on it and more purpose and more throughput of a mission that she's created through the Pharmapreneur Academy. And initially I thought, wow, she's entrepreneurial. She really has this whole thing going to help other pharmacists become entrepreneurs. That's great. High five, Blair. But now it's the lifeblood of some of these pharmacists' careers that if they don't get out of the status quo, if they don't get out of what they're doing right now, they're going to have a mental breakdown. It's going to cause marriages to break up. It's going to cause people to um, have major depression. And it's now more relevant for me and what we've done at the Pharmacy Podcast Network to bring voices of change to the pharmacy marketplace to really allow everyone to listen to the original vision, <laughs> which has transformed now to something so bigger. Blair, welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here and talk with you. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. As always, I think this conversation is timely because so many pharma pharmacists are experiencing what you talked about with the crazy levels of, of burnout and this mass exodus that we're seeing from chain pharmacy. It is. And there was some flippidness that came out of LinkedIn where a regional director from one of the big chains made a, a almost like a Maria Antoinette comment. And she posted a picture of some cookies, which they look delicious. And she says, I heard that hashtag pizza is not working. So therefore, how about cookies? And she literally Ooh. works for one of these chains and she completely missed the point, which is we're having staffing issues. This is causing people to break down. This is causing people to not want to work in pharmacy anymore. And I hear people on the Reddit boards and on LinkedIn and in Twitter and in Instagram, how much they hate being a pharmacist. And that crushes me. You, you, Blair, and pharmacists out there, you're my heroes. Like you're, I've seen what you've done to people's lives in, in medication management and helping physicians diagnose better from a, from a follow-up perspective based on the therapy, changing things, uh, cascade prescribing, disease state uh, authority, and understanding what's going to happen within some of the specialty meds that are super expensive and and I'm thinking now is the time to teach pharmacists that they don't have to go the way of the lemmings and to stop jumping off the cliff because you feel there's no other way out other than, you know, destroying your career or, or having a mental breakdown. Would you share, just in case people that are listening right now, there's a couple out, there's a couple out, out there that probably haven't heard of of Dr. Blair Telemeyer, just give us a short background. Why did you build the entrepreneurial venture that you built in the Pharmapreneur Academy? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I think that, that I've been there. I've experienced burnout in my career. Um, the thing that actually put me on the entrepreneurial path, though, uh, wasn't of my own choosing. I was even back in 2014, we were starting to see pressure in the pharmacist job market. And I was the low man on the totem pole at, um, you know, as a clinical hospital pharmacist and being kind of shoved out of my 
cushy employee position really gave me a different perspective for which to view the value that that I was bringing to the company that I worked for. And the culture there was much better than than what pharmacists are experiencing in the corporate culture. I mean, it's it's just so sad. And I, you know, I think that 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 post about the cookies was in very poor taste. If you care about company culture and the mental, emotional, physical well-being of your employees, which is something as an entrepreneur that is so important to me as I'm building my business to make sure that all my employees feel supported and inspired to to you know have this career trajectory that they feel confident in well as pharmacists we know the day we get out of pharmacy school we've probably already reached our our financial salary ceiling you know we're or if we're seeing anything um salary wise change in pharmacy it's that salaries are either going down or staying the same and for a you know a, a highly trained professional top 1% of the educational sphere in the United States and globally you know that's just it's not okay anymore and i think in my journey it really started with after I was let go of the hospital position, trying to figure out how do I leverage my knowledge? How do I leverage what I'm doing clinically and take it into a a different direction? One that suits me creatively, uh, gives me more flexibility and autonomy to be able to practice and have an impact on my patients. So what I actually started doing uh, was focusing on MTM consults for local independent pharmacies who were dealing with star ratings, DIR fees, you know, all of those things that play into what their reimbursement levels are going to be from, from the PBM. So as at the same time that corporate chains are commoditizing the dispensing process and it's volume, 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 being able for me to take a step back and saying, what if what if my services weren't related to volume? What if instead of commoditizing a pharmacist as a product tied to dispensing a medication, what if we took a step back and looked at a pharmacist in a totally different way, which is what you saw as well when you started looking at the data and showing the impact, the value of pharmacists really comes from the, the interventions that we can make, which have an impact on patient outcomes, that's the value. And that divorces the idea of pharmacists and dispensing being commoditized and things, you know, AI, Amazon entering the space, you know, all of these things we can actually see as being good for the profession if we look at it in this way of the less time that I spend on the bench doing the dispensing, the more time I have to spend with patients doing vaccinations, doing point of care testing, offering clinical services, med reconciliation, transitions of care services, and collaborating with these patients' doctors. 
that's the evolution of pharmacy practice that I've seen and I've experienced with my clients over the past six years. Absolutely. And I see firsthand, I got to be part of the Elevate Pharmacy Summit, the one that just took place several weeks back. And it opened my eyes to the people that you've impacted based on the blueprint that you put in front of them to finally get them to be reignited with the passion that they originally had when they were going through pharmacy school to help patients manage their medications and to have the outcome of that be something life-changing to those patients. And that's where this comes full circle. As I mentioned, Dr. Bled to Noe, when she got interviewed by this Matt Stoller, he said, but what's this really all about? And her answer was, it's, it's about patient-centered care. And it kind of gave me chills because as much as she wants to get the attention through pizza is not working as a campaign, what it really means, if you boil it all down, is all that she wants. And I think all that the majority of our pharmacists out there want is to deliver the patient care that they know they're capable of based on the pharmacological training that they have as medication managers to really impact the dollars that are being spent instead of siphoning off 20, 30, 50, 60, sometimes 80% of that money that's being spent in the form of profits, putting it back into healthcare and having the outcomes of those patients in the hands of the nurse practitioner, in the hands of the physician, in the hands of the pharmacist teams have a better outcome. And we have to squeeze off with the wretched profit tiering, not profit, because I'm not against profit. I like profit, but I don't like profiteering. And I don't like the abuse of Medicaid and the abuse of Medicare and the abuse of our funding that comes through to be squeezed off by the PBMs to be just purely profit and having no impact whatsoever on patients. And then you move up scale you move up upstream and you find out it's exhausting the pharmacist. The pharmacy technicians hate their lives and their careers. The physicians are being pressured to do more with less. And I'm like, here's the deal. We need to come back to patient-centered care. And you are preparing pharmacists to do that in a way I had never experienced until I got, I got to be a part of this summit. And I was so excited. I've known about your summits, but I never attended one of your summits and attending it just lit up like my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, I come up with, I, I came into your summit with two ideas of what I wanted to accomplish through it. Number one, I wanted to support you. And number two, I wanted to get the message out to every one of those participants that there was an audio resource out for them to, to listen to of the minds of 43 other hosts that they could, and it was pretty simplistic. What I came out of the summit with, oh my goodness, 30 new ideas that I'm like, oh my gosh, look at what I could help to accentuate. And the eyes and the comments, and every time I would watch the participation numbers, I'm like, oh, in an hour, it'll drop. Oh, in a, you know, maybe in two hours. Oh, after lunch, it'll drop. 
not only did it not drop, sometimes I saw us have more participation than than in the beginning. And, I, and it it just made me thrilled to be part of something that wasn't all fluff and it wasn't good marketing, which you are amazing at marketing it. It was so pure. Everything that I, I've read on your brochures or on the website or on your messaging and I got to be part of it. I was like, this is the truth. Like it's actually a blueprint to help these pharmacists to create a life that they so badly, so desperately want. And it's all based on your heart at the very beginning of this. And I, I just, I was so, it was so exciting for me to be part of it. I, I think, you know, having you be part of it and really experience that, you know, even you sharing your vision for what the Pharmacy Podcast Network is going to be doing in the next 10 years was so exciting for me. I'm like, I want to be part of that too. That's the that's the community that I think we're building in some of the stuff that I'm doing, like the Inner Circle Masterminds is really heart-centered progress. So to me, you know, you mentioned profit. I, I don't think profit's a bad thing either. I think entrepreneurs, you know, the Elon Musk, the Steve Jobs, the, the people that are pushing our society forward, they're offering solutions to problems that no one has ever thought about before. And to me, that's really the core of what entrepreneurship is. It's it's not it's not just profit for profit's sake. It's not profiting off the problems or, or pains of others. It's offering solutions that people never had access to before. So when we're rethinking what does patient-centered care even mean, the pharmacists that I work with in this Beginner's Business Blueprint, some of the first things I'm asking them are, what are you passionate about? What challenges have you overcome in your life? What, what stories, you know, why are you even here as a pharmacist? We didn't, you know, we sort of talked about those things in pharmacy school, but we weren't taught how to leverage those passions, those interests, those curiosities, the background of the biochemistry and the physiology and all of the things we learned in pharmacokinetics, how, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is terrible to say, I hope my pharmacy professors aren't listening because I think when I started studying pharmacogenomics, that's when pharmacokinetics actually clicked into place for me. And I went, oh, now I get why we learned the cytochrome P450 system. And now I really understand hepatic metabolism at a level that I've never understood it before because it takes creativity. And I think that's what you were sensing from the Elevate Summit is the level of creativity that was coming out of that has never been experienced or has been duplicated, especially in a pharmacy conference there were people saying that they wished that it, you know, that they wish that the day didn't have to end. And how many times have you ever heard attendees at a pharmacy conference say that? Maybe physically, but never on a virtual conference. Like virtual conferences, <laughs> because of us being 
we're being zoomed out because of the whole pandemic situation and and having to watch but i didn't i didn't want it to end i wanted to keep you know celebrating these individuals who were so raw and they were so ready and they were so positioned to take the steps necessary to really change their lives and make the investment in how many emails i've never I've never been at a virtual conference where I received so many emails from participants or LinkedIn requests and follow-up that said, I have questions about audio usage or social media, or I have, you know, your comment on this or something as a follow-up to really help them continue to level up in whatever pace they were in. That's another thing, Blair, you don't require the participants to jump in as much as I want them to, because the faster they jump into the deep end of the pool, the faster they learn to swim and go into a new direction in their, in their, their careers. But you don't require them to do that. You're saying, Hey, take it at your own pace. Let's stay in contact. That's, there were some that came out of the, of the elevate summit and they were like, we're ready to go. (laughs) Like, let's go. And, but then there were some that, Hey, I still have to, you know, see what this is about, or I have to, I, they might feel like they have to make certain decisions before they get involved in, in the inner circle. But you have a term that we talked about before we started recording, which was the pharmacy career climate change. And that's what this podcast is titled today. And that's what we're really talking about. I want you to share in your your own vision and words what that means to you, but more importantly, how that is going to impact patient care. Absolutely. So I think, you know, going back to the beginning, when I was let go from my pharmacy position, I didn't have a safety net. I had no other streams of income. I had never thought about a plan B because hey, I was told I'm always going to have a job if I go into healthcare, right? I think we were all told that of this is, you know, not a risky profession to enter because you're always going to have a job until one day I didn't. And then it was like, okay, now, you know, now what? Now, how do I rebuild from the ground up? So I never want any pharmacist to feel like they're in that position alone because it was a very scary place. I was six months pregnant when I was actually let go from that position. So I had all the you know maternity leave that I had to use before my pregnancy and then trying to get another job when you're six months pregnant um, is not exactly easy because no employers are excited to, to hire you when they know that they're going to hire you and then you're going to go on maternity leave in the next few months. So it was really a tough time in my life. And I think being a support system for other pharmacists that are maybe in that scary place or want to avoid that scary place has always been very important to me. So we have very affordable options for people to join the Pharmapreneur Academy that they can join at you know, a monthly, we have a monthly payment plan for our annual, we do specials uh, once a year, once or twice a year on the lifetime membership. We've also got a book, you know, our book is on Amazon, we've got a, an audible version, and also a print version starts at, I 
think $9.99 on, on um, Audible that can just begin to break open those doors for what you could possibly offer based on your background of experience. So the book is called How to Build a Pharmacy Consulting Business. And even for those pharmacists that are thinking, well, I'm just a retail, you know, corporate chain pharmacist. I hear that a lot. I'm just a retail pharmacist, or I'm just a hospital pharmacist, or I'm not board certified, or didn't do a residency. You have value and your I think the what you can bring to patient-centered care and what you can bring to patient outcomes can be totally unique. And it's that creative spark that I think we have because pharmacists at at our core are entrepreneurs. We, you know, we built the industry from small mom and pop pharmacies, all independently owned. And as, as the industry is evolving, I, I really see us going back more to that one-on-one patient-centered care, yep. focusing on patient outcomes. And we do that through first taking a hard look at ourselves and, and what are the pieces of our story. Like for me, I went to pharmacy school really thinking I want to do something in novel drug discovery. I want to go to the Amazon, discover new medications, you know, get people on um, herbs and get people off of their medications and look for a cure for cancer. And that was, you know, that was really my motivation for going to pharmacy school. Of course, life happened and I did not end up moving to the Amazon to, you know, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but, but I, but I, you know, have, have since looked into Ayurvedic medicine and different Eastern modalities and tried to figure out how do we bring these, what Johns Hopkins university calls complementary and alternative medicines into modern medicine and create something that's totally new And for me, I see pharmacists having a huge impact in the future on preventative medicine. So how many more jobs can we create for pharmacists out there when we start thinking in terms of not just medication expertise post-diagnosis, but preventative lifestyle modifications pre-diagnosis so that we can catch those people earlier at an entirely new demographic of patients. So that's what I'm passionate about. That's what patient-centered care means to me. And that's the bigger vision that I have of what the pharmacy, what the evolution of pharmacy and the the summit that we hosted a couple of weeks ago is called the Elevate Pharmacy Virtual Summit. And to me, it's about elevating the level of patient care and elevating the profession so that we're practicing not just at the top of our license, but we're practicing at the top of our education levels. That's exciting to hear the way that you've described it, the breaker of chains and the chains are being bolted to a career. You come out of pharmacy school, you have an average of $126,000 worth of debt, if not more. And you get a 100 
plus thousand dollar a year annual salary that chains you per se, or at least the possibility of chaining you to that position that you find out the joy of what you thought was being a pharmacist is being sucked out of you based on, as we said earlier, the co the commoditization of the role of the pharmacist that wasn't ever supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be much more hands-on. You know, there are some National Association Board of Pharmacy stipulations about counseling that is baked into each of the state's requirements that aren't happening. And I don't know why, you know, the NAPB, that's a whole nother podcast. If we talk about staffing issues and pharmacists who are not getting their breaks and they don't have proper amount of technicians on staff or they're working 14 hours and, and they're, you know, they're feeling burnout and the metrics are more important than the patient care just from once again, the commodity side of things. And the what is happening, rather than waiting for PBM reform, which that's still a big thing, and you know we have an entire series on PBM reform, which is important. But if you're listening to this right now, you don't have to wait for provider status if you don't have it in your state, like California does, for example. You don't have to wait for that. There is a blueprint. There is a plan out there that that Blair has come up with that has, pr she has proven through many of the people that have gone through her program to execute in building a business that you want to control and you want to leverage and you want to reach out to more physicians in your community and you want to dive into this and you don't have to go it alone because when you get to be part of this network, there are other people in organizations who believe in this who will surround you and help you so that you get the guidance that you need, that you get the support that you need. That's what this inner circle is about. Would you share a little bit with our listeners about the inner circle and about the impact that this is having to, to other um, pharmacists that enroll? Yeah. So the inner circle, we, we actually just had one of our initial meetings today and what's coming up for a lot of pharmacists in in the inner circle who have invested in this program is a bigger vision for what they want their career to be. So within the Pharmapreneur Academy, we help to create that side income. So it's not necessarily that you need to quit your job in order to be able to come, you know, become a pharmacy consultant to start adding some of these uh, cash-based clinical contracts into your practice model. What we do is we work those clinical co contracts alongside your current position until there becomes a time where the balance is tipped towards becoming, you know, an entrepreneur to being fully autonomous in your business, whether that's, you know, working with a collaborative provider or maybe working directly with cash pay patients, or maybe it's completely creating an, another business. Um, one of the pharmacists I'm working with now is interested in the biohacking community and how can pharmacists who know more about biohacking really than probably the biohackers, 
how can we also have a seat at that table to have those conversations around? That's what I'm talking about. Like when I say preventative health of these people that the biohacking community, they're not the ones coming into the pharmacy for refills, you know, a couple times a month. They, they may be more a, a healthier demographic of people, but they're still focused on prevention. They're still focused on wellness. So the, the inner circle, the difference is that we have a group that's working together and it's the idea is really to brainstorm, to have those diverse point of views so that you don't have to feel like you're starting from scratch, that you're trying to figure out who is my market? How do I get in front of them? What's their pain points? It's a very accelerated program where they're working directly with me um, every single week to continuously grow their business to that next level. And the goal at the end of the inner circle is to create that six-figure offer for them. So we talked about on the summit, the four pillars of the pharmapreneur success formula. So we, we may need to do a separate series to really dive into some of these, but the six-figure offer, the irresistible offer machine, the, the marketing funnels that you're going to use, the five-star delivery method, that's how you're going to actually deliver on the programs and services that you're offering. And then the hyper sales methods. So another thing I hear from pharmacists is, oh, I can't do cash-based services or I can't you know, own a business because I'm not good at selling. Mm -hmm. Well, selling is a skill and we're smart people and we can learn skills. So we actually teach our inner circle members working through with them, what is their sales strategy? What, what even role-playing, like what are those conversations going to sound like when you have an ideal client on the phone so that you can convert them and help them to get what they want out of the relationship, the client uh, consultant relationship. So the inner circle is continuing to break those change for pharmacists and help them take their power back yep. by really digging into what it is that makes them special as an individual and what they can uniquely offer the world and what we call their unique value proposition. I liked when we were talking during the summit about selling and how we can pull the individual pharmacist who has the aspiration and the dream and set them into a selling kind of like um, environment where we teach them to come back to their roots and understand it's not about selling, it's about educating. And how even though it is selling, when they find out, because when you say that word selling or sales, they immediately might think of pushing something onto someone for, for a purchase or to buy, and it seems artificial or it seems forced. And it's absolutely not that way. It's literally saying, we are going to teach you, Blair is going to teach you to take the natural strategies that are already inside you and get all of the imposter syndrome out of there and kind of gut it of all of the, you know, caked up confidence issues that you may be having, which is absolutely normal. 
and we're going to shake it. It's like pulling a carrot out of a ground. If you've ever picked, picked a carrot and there's those weeds and there's the dirt on it. And when you shake that and you put the, you clean it up with water, you have that beautiful, delicious carrot. And, and that's literally teaching you. It's not about selling. It's about educating. And you pharmacists are natural educators. And if we can just teach them to educate the physician that they're going after for partnership, educating the primary care um, specialist or the nurse practitioner or the patient, which is the most important, that you're not selling them anything. You're educating them about the services that they need because it's already been part of the therapy that's been prescribed. And what you're doing is you're focusing and you're assuring that the treatment that's in motion is the right treatment, is adjusted accordingly. And there may even be a supplement issue where you see a, a depletion of a nutrient that you say, oh, by the way, you should be taking a, a nitric oxide or a vitamin D or something else to really help you around this. And it brings back the purity of what the pharmacist wanted in regards to patient care. That's the beauty for me when I look at this as an outsider. I'm not a pharmacist, but I see it and I see it happening through the blueprint that you put in place. And it really got me excited. Um, and I'm, I'm just glad that the listeners got to hear you today because this is setting the stage for the next Elevate Pharmacy Summit that's coming. So let's give a tiny little tickler out there of, of what's coming in, what did you say, in April, right? Yeah, April 2022 is the the next slated time for the Elevate Pharmacy Virtual Summit. I love that you talked about this whole idea around selling is caring. And that's that's what we really need to get back to of our healthcare system, even though we use these buzzwords, patient-centered care. Patients can feel whether or not we care about them. Yep. You can feel that. And I think that that's what clients also, you know, feel when you get on the phone with them and you're asking them about their pain points. It's not just asking them because you're following a script. It's because you care and you're trying to get them the best results. And as a healthcare professional, you can see their blocks. You can see where they've got things coming up for them. You know, maybe it's emotional eating that they can't lose weight because of things that the traditional healthcare system has yet to touch on, you know, that's like, Ooh, you know, mental, emotional needs. Nope. No, nope. All we do is all we do is the physical. All we do is the medication. But to me, that's really what the holistic focus is. And when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, you get to create that program. You get to create the model that feels best to you. And then selling becomes easy. It doesn't feel sleazy. So okay. uh, I think that that's, that's the place that you have to come from in believing that you, your services can get the results that your clients are after. Well, I want to thank you for being part of this uh, episode today. This is very important. Um, those listening, please share this episode with a fellow pharmacist that you know who is frustrated or who wants to level up or has talked about a dream that they've had to create something bigger, which impacts more people when your heart is so passionate about it. 
send this podcast to them, have them listen to Blair's vision and understand the impact in the show notes. You'll be able to access connection to Blair and to this program, as well as the website. If you just want to know, um, just kind of get a quick glimpse. It's the farmerpreneur academy.com. I'll have that link in the, in the show notes as well. Blair, I can't wait to have you back. We have other things that we're going to be doing together. I'm going to be part of the uh, Elevate Pharmacy Summit in April of 2022. And I just wanted to give you a heartfelt thank you and how proud I am of what you've built and the uh, the sincerity that's just oozing out of you to help other pharmacists. I, I really think a lot of you. Thank you so much, Todd. And for the Pharmacy Podcast listeners, um, if you want more information about our upcoming programs like the 2022 Elevate Summit, you can join our newsletter and get access to our toolkit. And we have a blog with lots of different resources and things for, for you to, to dig into um, until our next summit. So everything's at farmerpreneuracademy.com. And you can join our email newsletter and we'll be sending out that information when we get the details closer to time. Excellent. Yep. We'll have more on this uh, Elevate Summit 2022. Pharmacy Podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for so much of the support that you've given uh, me and our podcasters over the last 12 years. And thank you for everything that you do for our patients. You technicians that are listening, you're part of this too. Thank you for everything that you do. They're, they're the right hand of the pharmacists that are out there. And a big shout out to all of our healthcare providers doing during a time in our nation that we need you now more than ever.